0: Good morning everyone and welcome to Julius Bears Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday the 18th of December and my name is Helen Freer. Stocks in Asia are down so far today with investors reassessing their expectations for the Fed next year. I'll be talking this morning about all the latest market news with Bernadette and Derko and then I'll be speaking to Menzo Pocintzi, our head of technical analysis, and I'll be asking him if he thinks equities can keep rising. But first up is Bernadette. Good morning, Bernadette. Good morning, Helen. So let's start quickly with last week. It was a busy central bank week, as we've already talked about a bit on the podcast. Um, The US Federal Reserve kept interest rates unchanged um, in the range of 5.25% to 5.5%. And on Thursday, both the Bank of England and the European Central Bank also kept their respective rates on hold. How did the markets end the week then on the back of this?
1: Yeah, well, uh, European markets closed slightly higher on Friday, rounding off a positive week after this uh, deluge of policy decisions. The uh, US markets ended mixed. We had the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.2%. Doesn't sound like much, but it did set a new intraday record and the nasdaq composite was 0.4% higher the nasdaq 100 ended friday at 16623.45 that's a new closing high it uh, tops a record that dates back to november 2021 Uh, In contrast, the S&P 500 was little changed on the day, but saw its longest string of weekly gains since 2017. Outperformers there were technology, consumer discretionary, and telecoms. And uh, just for people who'd like to look at the month, the broad market index was up 3.3% for the month. Uh, The Dow was at 3.8% for the month. And the NASDAQ was up 4.1% for the month.
0: Okay, so that's the end of last week. And this week, how have markets kicked off the week in Asia?
1: Well, yeah, following their rally last week, this morning's been something of a a damp squib, unfortunately, Helen. And the the blame's being put firmly at the door of US Fed officials who started making their statements at the end of the week uh, following the Fed rate decision. On Friday, the New York Fed president, John Williams, led the charge of officials in saying it's too early to begin thinking about lowering borrowing costs. Uh, The Atlanta Fed president, Raphael Bostic, who votes on monetary policy next year, said that he expects two rate cuts in 2024, but not starting until the third quarter. And separately, the Chicago Fed president, Austin Goolsbee, said yesterday that it's an overstatement to consider rate cuts until officials are convinced that inflation is on a path To lower its target. Um, Swaps traders have now trimmed their bets on cuts in 2024 to just under five cuts from the six that they had in place before the latest Fed rhetoric. And so then this morning, Asia-Pacific markets are mostly lower. The MSCI Asia-Pacific index lost as much as 1.1%. That's its biggest drop since December the 5th. And that was led by a nearly 1% drop in stocks in Hong Kong. However, South Korean shares are narrowly higher with defense stocks there leading gains. Um, In commodities, gold has edged higher. Um, Oil has also risen, extending last week's rise as major shipping lines have now suspended transit through the Red Sea following escalating attacks on merchant ships there. And uh, US Treasuries, two-year yields are down two basis points to 4.42%, while 10-year yields are steady at 3.91%. You
0: mentioned rate cuts earlier. We still have another big central bank meeting this week, don't we?
1: Yeah, that's right, Helen. Japan's central bank is beginning a two-day policy meeting today. Um, Speculation has grown that the Bank of Japan is soon going to end the world's last negative rate regime. But uh, economists still see April as the most likely timing for a change, with only around 15% of economists surveyed by Bloomberg expecting Governor Kazuo Ueda to pull the plug on negative rates in January. And in other
0: news, I've seen a headline about some sort of iPhone ban in China. What are the details there, Bernadette?
1: Yeah, that's right, Helen. Bloomberg's highlighting today an older story, but it seems to be rearing its head again. More Chinese agencies and government backed firms across the country have now ordered their staff to stop bringing iPhones and other foreign devices to work. This is uh, setting in motion an unprecedented prohibition that's likely to block both Apple and Samsung from parts of the world's biggest mobile market. This started some time ago, but now multiple state firms and government departments across at least eight provinces have also instructed their employees in the last month or two to start carrying only local brands. Um, This much broader coordinated effort marks a dramatic quickening in Beijing's campaign to wean itself off American technology. And obviously this sort of coincides with the resurgent popularity of uh, the local brand Huawei Technologies. Okay, and anything else we should be watching out for? Well, yeah. Um, in the UK, there's uh, recession fears uh, rising again. There's a threat of a downgrade this week to the previous GDP estimates that had actually raised hopes that the UK might have been avoiding a contraction. So whilst initial estimates of UK gross domestic product in the three months until September 2023 showed zero growth, retail sales have come in slightly weaker than first thought. And that might be all it needs just to shave a, a couple of tenths of a percentage point from growth when the revised data is released on Friday. And although that sounds terribly small, um, even a change that minor could actually revive talk of a technical recession, which, as we know, is defined as two consecutive quarters of contraction. And that could happen in the second half of 2024 for the UK. Okay. um, With everything that's going on then, how are we expecting markets to open today? Well, the US futures seem to be shrugging off the slump in Asia this morning, and the screens are forecasting a mildly positive open. Um, We've got no big data due out today, so we'll just have to to watch what the markets uh, make of the weekend's events. That's it from me, Helen, and I wish everyone a good start to the week.
0: Great, thanks a lot, Bernadette, for the nice roundup to start the week. Now, Menzo, good morning, firstly, and welcome.
2: Good morning, Helen.
0: If we start with US equities then. So the Nasdaq 100 reached an all-time high at the end of last week, as Bernadette mentioned, and the S&P wasn't quite at a new high, but you think the S&P 500 is on track to reach new all-time highs, is that right?
2: Yes, I mean we have no doubt about this. Uh, so what have we seen in the market? We have seen seven consecutive weeks of gains for the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite and of course, intuitively, investors might be uh, might be concerned that uh, markets are overbought. But basically, this is a uh, confirmation of broad-based demand for equities. So when we look historically, what has happened historically after seven weeks of consecutive gains, the S&P on average advanced another 9% and the Nasdaq composite another 21%. Right,
0: and I want to ask you specifically about India, Menzo, because I know the Nifty 50 also moved to new all-time highs last week. So is this a sign that it will keep moving higher?
2: Yes, I mean, India is one of the few emerging markets which is doing exceptionally well and the first mover, let's put it this way, first mover advantage to move to a new all-time high in US dollar terms. Uh, confirms here that investors have more confidence about this market. So yes, we think India is uh, or Indian equities should move higher. And we have them uh, still on our recommendation list. So we think investors should have some exposure to Indian equities.
0: And just finally in currencies, you think the euro is set to weaken further and the US dollar should stabilize. Is that right?
2: Yes, I mean, we had some volatility in the last uh, week with the de- with the steep decline of US interest rates. Nevertheless, when we look at the euro dollar, we still see that it remains in a downtrend and we think a decline below 105 in the euro-US dollar should open basically the way for a decline below parity. So we think the US dollar is here still on track to recover from its uh, recent sell-off and should uh, continue to advance further.
0: Okay, wonderful. Thanks very much, Menzel. Good to get your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.
1: Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice.
2: Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.